And we're back with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And Dr. Gorfinkel, we understand that you've been getting a lot of questions as of late from patients when it comes to testing. Just to exactly uh, what are you being asked? What's the number one question? There's so much confusion around it. People are asking, what test do I get? You know, on the one hand, they can go to the pharmacy and lay down some $40 to get tested for rapid antigen testing. That's that test that looks like a pregnancy test. It gives the answer within, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, which is super fast. But then on the other hand, they have questions, is it as accurate as PCR? So PCR testing is the testing that most people are familiar with. That's the, the test in which the swab goes as far back into the nasal passage as possible and gives you the answer in one day. So that remains the gold standard. True, it takes expensive equipment and trained technicians to do it, but it is able to take even tiny amounts of virus and literally photocopy it so that we can get a positive value when it's there. Now, the problem with rapid antigen testing is that if the virus is in the nose in really small amounts, it's not going to pick it up. So how accurate is rapid antigen testing? Well, it picks up about four out of five cases that the PCR test normally would show. So that's what we know about it. It's a bit of a trade-off plus the fact that it can set a person back $40, which is not an insubstantial amount of money for many people. Yeah, let me ask you, sorry about that, uh, because I was talking to a colleague just a couple of weeks ago who uh, said they weren't feeling well and went for one uh, that weekend because they were concerned about returning to work and was mentioning the same thing about the $40 price tag, which you're absolutely right, can be and is a deterrent to some people getting a a test uh, when they want to do the right thing and make sure that uh, they're not spreading the virus. Absolutely. I mean, the true cost of these tests is around $5. That's what the true cost is. Now, in fairness to the pharmacies, it costs money to train people and have personnel to do it and time that it takes to do the testing. But the fact of the matter is we're not making the most of rapid antigen testing. Imagine a world in which people could have them at home and do them at home. You want home testing? First of all, it's not even available to the vast majority of Canadians. Try ordering it on Amazon.ca. You won't find a single thing coming up. Although Health Canada has prioritized home testing and rapid antigen tests like we want, they want us to be able to do it at home. And that's in stark contrast to what's happening south of the border. What does President Biden announce just last week? This is fascinating. He said that home testing will become a key part of the strategy they're using to keep the pandemic numbers down. Now, to be fair, they don't have nearly as many people immunized as we do. But even so, Amazon, Walmart, and Kroger, as of next week, no joke, this is only in the U.S., so don't get your Canadian hopes up here. They are offering testing, home testing, at cost. So what does that mean? People are going to buy tests for five bucks a piece. Imagine you could test yourself, you could test your kids. The vast majority don't have access to testing in their workplace. You know, school testing is still quite limited. You know, so imagine if we could just do this at home. It'd be pretty phenomenal. The world is actually lacking data to tell us how effective this is as a strategy. And what's interesting is there is a long Uh, There is a, well, it's not a major study, but, you know, it's looking at some 
I think it's less than 20 schools in Ontario to see if these are all located in hotspots, incidentally, to see how effective home testing may be for students who have been exposed in hotspot areas. Mm. Okay, I want to go back to the different types of tests for a quick second here. You were going over just a moment ago. And how do I know which test is right for me? What determines what test a person should have? In one word, it's symptoms. Okay, so if a person has symptoms, rapid testing is out. Anybody with symptoms. So what are those common symptoms? Crash course in COVID. So dry cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, loss of smell and taste. Those are the most common symptoms. And of course, headache, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, those can happen, muscle aches. But basically anybody with any symptoms, and I would add to that, including runny nose and sore throat, needs to isolate. That's the key thing. And then get tested ideally with PCR. Now, right now, Ontario is not testing people who just have a runny nose or just have a sore throat. But, you know, that could change. There's a lot of moving parts here. But the key is you got symptoms, you got to isolate, you got to think about getting tested with PCR. Rapid antigen testing is out. And why is that? It's just not accurate enough. That's why four out of five cases isn't accurate enough. So the isolation part matters a lot with any symptoms. Rapid antigen testing is for one type of person, the type of person who has no symptoms. And that's true across the board, whether you're getting that rapid antigen testing in a long-term care facility, school, or for the workplace. And for that matter, even for the vast majority of home testing, which we don't have, but I'm just saying, that's also meant for asymptomatic individuals. Now, when it comes to travel, that's a totally, entirely different animal. Mm -hmm. So Transportation Canada does not rely on what people may or may not choose to disclose about the symptoms they have. Again, it's a question of accuracy. So there you're talking about PCR or its equivalent in terms of accuracy. And of course, what do you think that costs? Well, you're getting exactly. into the hundreds of dollars of testing because you've got to do it repeatedly for PCR and the government's not paying for that. Well, this is a big, big piece of the puzzle. It's not being discussed enough. And certainly we're just scratching the surface and uh, more to come in the weeks and months ahead. Dr. Gorfinkel, got to leave it there for now. Appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much for the insight and for joining us. Many thanks, Jeff. All right. Be well. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel with us. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.